The Sportsy Show. Welcome to the Sportsy Show. I am your host, Chuck Banner, and I am flying solo this week for this episode to bring you back from the League of Enthusiasm and the Dynasty League. Sorry we missed a week. But as most of you know, I got into a pretty shitty car accident and had to deal with some shit for a couple weeks. Uh, But most of the bad shit is behind me, and we are moving on. So the uh, predictions record, uh, last week in League of Enthusiasm, I went 2-3, bringing my overall record to a 20-15 record, still positive. My uh, friends did not do anything last week for the League of Enthusiasm, so they are still at 14 and 6. And for and that's that. Um, <clears throat> the games of the week. Uh, I actually think there was a couple of games of the week last week, or uh, uh, in week 8, to be honest, was um, I think Rob versus Dan was a huge game. And I think, actually, that's the only game I think was pretty big. Um, I mean, the <clears throat> the game between myself and Trey was really close. Uh, it was only ended up being a four-point game, 149-145, but that was the first of Trey's two losses against me back-to-back. And now I'm at 8-1, and one, and he sits at 5-4. and four. So there is a logjam in the League of Enthusiasm right now. Let me just go to the league homepage. And our updated standings for the League of Enthusiasm are the Anti-Dentites, myself, at 8-1 and one in first place. I think my calculations are correct. All I have to do is win one more game in the last four weeks, and I am guaranteed a buy for the playoffs. Then in second place, Shy-Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks, Tom, 7-2. and two. And then there's a log jam. Um... In third place, come get some, Dan, five and four. Fourth place, Rob Zombies, Rob, five and four. In fifth place, the first wild card spot, digs out for Harambe, that's Trey, five and four. And then in the sixth and final wild card spot, Chicago Twisted Maniacs, Brad, at four and five. But the Mac Flop Servant is also a four and five, and the Guru's not far behind at three and six. I do think that the Yetis, uh, which is Nick's team, and the Weapon X Project, Jake's team, both in two at seven. I'm pretty sure that they're out of it statistically, but they could go on a run here and win the last four games piece and give some of these teams trouble. Like if Brad falls off or if uh, Jordan falls off, like Jordan's playing me this week, but he is my only loss on the season, so who knows. All right, so uh, the curse update, like we said, uh, Sean's at three and six. It's he's not completely out of it, but he's faring far worse than the other teams. And this week is going to be huge for a lot of these teams. Like I know last week was huge for Brad. He needed to win, and he got up a huge win on Dan. All right, that brings us to the high-low score of the week. And for week nine, the high was Rob at 134. And we did miss week eight. Rob is uh, two two weeks in a row, the high score. But still, no one has cracked Tom's 178. And no one's really been all that close. I think Dan was the closest, 159. And that's still like 19 points away. 
So uh, there's four weeks left. Someone either has got to do it or Tom's going to walk away with a week one high score of 150 or 178. The low for week nine was Trey at 88. And the week before that was Nick at 75. So after going back to back and having the lowest score on the season, Jake hasn't been in a low for a couple weeks now. He's got to feel good about that with a shitty team. I mean, it's the only thing you can really look forward to. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter because that's just a stat that means nothing. But I digress. My computer is locking up. Perfect. Oh, there we go. All right. So, MVP race update. So, after missing a week, I have plugged in all the information, and here we go. Still in first place. The Patriots with eight points, MVP points, and 193 overall fantasy points. That is my Patriots. They are in first place right now. But in a close second is Dalvin Cook with also eight MVP points, but 168 total points overall. And that's uh, Rob Zombies. Then in third place is Christian McCaffrey from Come Get Some at six MVP points and 197 overall points for Dan. So it's a really close race. After that, James Conner has five points. Um, Austin Eckler also has six points. Aaron Jones has five points and Allen Robinson, the second has five points, but I don't really think any of those guys got a shot. And the quarterback of the year raced for the League of Enthusiasm in Season 10. Here we go. In first place with 13 points, Russell Wilson on the Mac Flop Surgeon's team, Jordan. In second place with 12 points, Lamar Jackson from Team Gum Get Some. He's got 208 overall fantasy points, and that is Dan's team. In third place, with 12 points as well, Dak Prescott. And he has 182 overall total points. And he is a member of the Rob Zombies. Also notable mentions would be Patrick Mahomes from the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks with 10 points. And Deshaun Watson from The Guru with also 10 points. Other than that, I don't really think anybody stands a chance. And next closest would be Jimmy Garoppolo from the Weapon X Project with eight points. But that doesn't really matter. There's four weeks left. Wilson, Jackson, or Prescott's probably going to walk away with it. The the injury to Mahomes really hurt him, I think. And Deshaun Watson, not that he wasn't turning it on, but he just probably wasn't the highest scorer on his team. And he would have a lot more points, to be honest, if if Sean's team won in week one or week nine. He'd have an additional two points right up there at 12. And his record would be a lot better, let's be honest. All right, so I believe that's going to bring us right now to the predictions for the League of Enthusiasm. And we've got our first matchup is... The Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks, currently with 20 points over Rob Zombies of 13 points. But 
I have this picked. Uh, I have Rob to win this game, actually. It's going to be a close one down to the wire, and Rob just needs it more. Um, Tom does need the win here. Don't be fooled because a couple of losses, and he risk is, risks the possibility of losing his uh, first-round bye in the playoffs. But I'm going to pick Rob to go ahead, go ahead and win this matchup. And I believe Rob is actually not favored in this matchup either. But we'll go on to the next one. Digs out for Harambe versus the Guru. Digs out for Harambe. Currently in the lead, 9-7. to seven. And I'm actually going to pick Trey to win this game. He needs a big win. He was... Um, you know, in good position before he played me two weeks in a row. He was sitting there at 5-2 and two, all on top of the world thinking he was going to be good. And then he just faltered and had to play the best team in the league twice in a row. I mean, that's what happens when you have to play greatness. I'm sorry, Trey, but I'm not sorry. All right? <clears throat> I am picking you to win this matchup, which should bring you a little bit of solace. But if it doesn't, I really don't give a fuck. My computer is fucking going super slow. All right, so that moves us on to the next matchup. The Weapon X Project versus the Shy Style Twisted Maniacs. And I have Brad winning this matchup pretty easily. Uh, Brad needs the win a lot more than Jake does. I mean, Jake could use all the wins he could get, but let's be honest. I don't think he's going to win a lot of games, if any games, the rest of the season. Uh, I know he plays me at least once, and that's going to be hard for him. And then Brad needs a win, so that's, this is a big matchup. But... I still just got to go with Brad in this one because it just makes more sense. I think Brad is the better team. I think he is going to win this game pretty handedly. Next matchup is Nick Zietis versus Come Get Some, Dan's team. I have Dan winning this game. Again, kind of situation that uh, Jake is in, Nick is in. Nick has to win out, and even then, I don't know if he can make it to the playoffs. It's going to be a tall order. He's going to need he's going to need to win out. Plus, he's going to need his opponents to lose, or like people that he needs to lose need to lose. Like, it, so it, it's possible, but I don't like his odds. I have Dan winning this game, and he's currently winning 12-7. to 7. He's projected to win 123-107. to 107. So this just backs up my original choice of Dan. Um, also, uh, Brad is currently leading Jake right now 6-0. Uh, the projections are wildly in Brad's favor. Uh, Trey is predicted to win 115-107, and he has a 9-7 victory or lead right now. But that's not going to change any of my predictions because I'm better than that. And to the final game in League of Enthusiasm for Week 10, 
probably the one that means the most, and that's Demac Flop Servin versus the Anti Dentites. Jordan versus me. Jordan's currently got an 18-point lead after Melvin Gordon put up some fucking numbers on Thursday Night Football. And I am still projected to win 119-107. That does not change my vote. I am still voting for me. I'm going to go 9-1 and and just wreck the fuck out of this league. With that, that's all I got for you for League of Enthusiasm. And we'll be back after a short break with uh, news from the Dynasty League. And we are back. This is the Dynasty League portion of the podcast. So if you don't want to listen to this portion of the podcast, you can turn this podcast the fuck off. All right. So the game of the previous week would probably be the Fug-Offs versus the Guru, and that's Rob versus Sean. Uh, Rob picked up a huge win, and he needed that win because that propels him to... Uh, a spot in the playoffs of as of right now. The, if, if we were entering the playoffs right now, um, Tom Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks would be eight and one. The Never Nudes Al would also be eight and one in second, and then Rob the Fug Offs would be in third at six and three, and then Ryan's bitch ass would be coming in at four. Uh, the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers at five and four. So that would be your playoff teams right now if the playoffs started today. But they don't, and we live on for another couple weeks. All right, so transactions. Uh, We've had our trade deadline just recently passing. And... Did we have any movement? Let's see the last eight days. There's only been one trade in the past eight days, and that was on the trade deadline day. Uh, A little afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. And that was between the Green Bastard, Zach's team, and the little Lebowski Urban Achievers, Ryan's team. Zach gave up Drew Brees and received Tom Brady and a 2023rd round pick from Ryan. I don't know if I necessarily agree with some of the people saying that uh, Zach got fleeced, but he probably could have held out for a second round pick. I don't necessarily think a first round pick seems right, but he... He just kind of traded an older quarterback for an older quarterback. Drew Brees has been playing slightly better as of late, and so I understand why Ryan would go for him. But he also is coming back from an injury, and who knows what's going to happen with that. Maybe he gets re-injured and then he's fucked, which would be hilarious. But that is that. Uh, there was a quite a bit of movement on the waiver wire this past week. Eight moves were made. And let's start off with the ones that happened on Saturday, November 2nd. And those are uh, three from Zach and 
couple from a couple other players. But Zach acquired Matt Prater, Eagles defense, and Jack Doyle, dropping Jared Cook, Rams defense, and Greg Zerline. Trey acquired Will Fuller, and Jake acquired Ryan Fitzmagic. All those deals were done for a dollar except for the Jack Doyle move by Zach. And then this past Wednesday, a couple moves were made by Mark. He picked back up Nick Foles for $21 and cut Josh Rosen. How the mighty have fallen. Josh Rosen is now on the open market, fellas. And Mark also dropped another dolphin in Mark Walton, his uh, first name buddy guy. And he picked up J.D. McKissick for a buck. Then Al picked up the Detroit Lions defense this week, which which I don't know if that's such a smart play. They've been one of the worst defenses in the league this year, and Mitchell Trubisky could very well have his best game of the season this year, or this week. I'm just trying to be real with you, and I'm a Detroit Lions fan. All right, so the top five rookies of the week for week nine are as follows. Josh Jacobs running back, 24 points, good for running back three on the week. Kyler Murray, quarterback, 22.4 points, good for quarterback seven on the week. DK Metcalf, wide receiver, 21 points. That's good for wide receiver three on the week. Devin Singletary, running back, 20 points. That's good for running back six on the week. And David Montgomery, running back of the Chicago Bears, 19.6 points. Good for running back seven on the week. And those are your top five rookies of the week. Also, our top five rookies overall for the season through weeks one through nine. Kyler Murray, the first overall pick. Quarterback, 161.3 total points. That's good for quarterback seven on the season. Undrafted Gardner Minshew, who is now going to be regulated to the bench. 143.5 points on the season. That's good for quarterback 12 on the season. Josh Jacobs running back, the second overall pick, 120.2 points. That's good for running back eight on the year. He is an RB1. Daniel Jones, not Donald Jones. Daniel Jones, quarterback, 107.8 points. That's good for quarterback 22 on the season. I'm guessing by the end of the year, he would have been a startable quarterback in our setup. Right now, not because, you know, it's quarterback 22, but I digress. And DK Metcalf has risen in the ranks to get 83.6 points on the season to overall be wide receiver 16 on the year. And those are your rookie updates for the Dynasty League. And that brings us to the very end. Our predictions for week 10. Now, this being Dynasty, some of these games just look like they're going to be fucking blowouts. Rob got the luck of getting Mark again, 
in a game that he very much needs to win. And it looks like he's favored by 24.7 points. I have him picked to beat Mark without even looking at the spread because it's Mark and he's trying to tank. So, of course, he's going to get the victory this week, Rob is. Then I have myself picked to beat Zach. This is really just a pick because either one of our teams could win or lose this game. And quite honestly, it doesn't really matter for either of us. I mean, it kind of matters slightly more for me, but I'm also depending on the teams that I need to lose to lose. I do have myself picked to win this, and I am favored to win by a measly 4.4 points. Jake versus Sean. Um, Right now, it looks like Jake is favored to win by 37 points. I do not know what the fuck that, why that is going on. Let's go to the live scoring and see if that can tell us anything right here. No, they're both 0-0. Oh, you know why? It's because Sean did not set his lineup. He's got, he's got quarterbacks he could play. Jameis Winston or Ryan Tannehill could play over Gardner Minshew. Um, he also doesn't have a kicker or defense scheduled to play, and he, yeah, he needs to win this game, and he doesn't even have a kicker or defense he can pick up. He's going to have to make a waiver move, or else he's hurting himself. Yeah, this is rough for him. At this point, you just got to cut bay with Antonio Brown and pick somebody up you can play. But uh, I did have uh, Jake scheduled to win this. I mean, I, I picked Jake to win this game anyhow. So I think it was just because Sean's team was starting to fall apart. And he's got some good players, don't get me wrong. But he's got some really good paper players on paper. It's just right now he's got doesn't his depth is a little bit uh, hurting him. And Josh Gordon going to Seattle really did not help his chances. I don't think. Because that just gives him another Seattle player. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Jake as the winner of this game. Um, I also have Ryan picked to beat Al. I don't know if that's necessarily uh, a great pick. But Melvin Gordon lit it up for 19.3 points on Thursday Night Football. So that does help. Ryan does need a kicker. And it does not look like he picked one up yet. So he could still pick one up on Saturday. Or he could just roll with the no kicker this week and and keep the, the team together the way he's got it constructed. I mean, that's the problem with having a dynasty team is, is you don't have as much leeway to make moves because you don't want to drop anybody. That's the problem with having kickers in defense. And... And he could do it, too, because with uh, Melvin Gordon going for 19.3 points, does it really make sense for him to drop a kicker unless he can upgrade at that position? I mean, I don't know. It all depends on who else he has on this team that he feels is droppable. But I do have Ryan scheduled to, or, uh, predicted to win this game. Why do I keep saying scheduled? And then that brings us down to Trey versus Tom. Uh, I got Tom winning this game pretty easily. Tom's actually losing right now, 19.6 to 10.8. 
But Tom also has nine players left to go as opposed to Trey's seven. Uh, Trey has the Patriots defense on a bye week this week, too, with no defense readily available to put in. So he would have to make a move um, Saturday if he wants to have a full roster. And Tom got 10.8 points from Austin Eckler. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Tom. Tom's going to win this game. He's been blowing people out all fucking year. Why is he going to stop now, right? Am I right, motherfuckers? All right, guys, I got shit to do. So, fucking peace the fuck out. I got work to do.